Here's a message from Ken Lavica. And of course, my football week in a flaming disaster. Still, the Badowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is! It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. I want to make it perfectly clear, not everybody involved in this show, the three of us, the trio, me, I'm LaVica, that man, Theo, that man that I'm looking at between the glass stone, I think we can all agree collectively, right, I am probably the only one who had a bad football weekend, right, because Stone doesn't stand for anything, he's gutless <laughs> when it comes for fo- to, to football, he can just latch on to CJ Straw, that made my weekend. Yeah. Theo, you're a Chiefs fan. That was a spectacular cold weather performance. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. I, I am, I am the only one who had an absolute trash bag, garbage, dumpster fire, plane crash, drown on the Titanic football weekend. Right, right. We can all agree on that. Uh, for sure. I and honestly, I'm not even gonna rub your face in it, man. I feel bad for you. All right, um, I'll do it. I'll do it. Here okay. we go, Theo. How about those? What is that? What was that? What? What is that? Hey, get that one more time, big dog. How about those cheese? Is that Pedalum's dad? Who is that? That's Andy. That's not Andy. You you can't in here. Listen to the voice. How about those cheese? Gotta love it. Gotta love it. By the way, is there anything more disgusting, more disgusting this weekend than that dude's popsicle mustache? I hated it. That was disgusting. Imagine what germs are in that ice that formed on the mustache (laughs) of Andy Reid and what food particles are sitting in there. That's like mouth, nose coming together in a perfect storm to create uh, mustachicles. Just disgusting. Awful. Uh, I, I couldn't. I hate it when they kept talking about it and showing it. Oh, all why did they keep like, showing it? It was so. I'd rather okay, see. I'd rather see a compound fracture in a leg oh. than see the constant Andy Reid mustachicle. Just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Almost as disgusting as the Dolphins' offensive game plan. Mm. Here is why I'm so bothered after the Dolphins bowed out to the Chiefs. I get that it was historically cold. I understand that it was a massively injured Dolphins team. But it's the manner in which the identity of this Dolphins team, the offense, the timing, the speed, the dynamic ability to move the football, the precision, Mm -hmm. none of that existed A lot of that struggled in the final five weeks of the season, but then it culminated with backs against the wall, one last chance to fist fight your way out of a corner with the most listless exit possible. And it was all the fault of the head coach who has forgotten how to call plays, the head coach who came up with an objectively poor offensive game plan, and the quarterback trying to execute the game plan that had no impact on the game whatsoever, struggling to throw to the flat, 
and having absolutely no ability to create any type of momentum for his football team. And I understand that quarterback is not the only position before someone wants to come at me for that. I understand it's a collective. The defense was the side of the ball most injured. The defense was the side of the ball most injured. What side of the ball kept the Dolphins in the game? The defense. Mm. They, despite being extremely limited and relying on Eli Apple and Duke Riley, who are two-hand touching Pat Mahomes at times in this game. What was that? I do think that Pat Mahomes is a dirty cheater, and he lowered his head because they thought he was going to try and dive, and then he can't hit him, 15-yard penalty, so he pulled the Kenny Pickett and thought they was going to go down, and then they didn't want to commit a penalty. Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes trying to uh, take advantage of the NFL rules that are out he there to protect him. He for contact. No, he literally no. tucked the ball Pat Mahomes, and leaned in. No, I think after looking at it about 15 oh, times, I think Pat goodness. Mahomes, he started making the move like he was going to go to the turf. So Duke Riley, uh, and they're not good. Duke Riley and Eli Apple look objectively <laughs> bad. This yeah. is get them off the hook for all of their misgivings on the defensive side of the ball. But I think that Pat Mahomes, a little bit of gamesmanship, a little bit of cheating, and, hey, why not? When uh, you you play the most protected position in all sports, might as well. And when you complain like Pat Mahomes does after oh every snap, gosh. might as well. Here we but go. But the Dolphins, the Dolphins, the Dolphins, he does. He he complains more than anybody in oh, sports. Is this, our, is, is this the energy crap. we're bringing five minutes into Monday? That's all I'm saying. And just admit, just admit that Pat, Pat Mahomes complains more than any individual who plays not. sports. Absolutely. 100%. There's after a every snap. other athletes. Yeah, defensive holding. Pass interference. Oh, he touched my arm. Throw the flag. Pat Mahomes is a baby. I think you feel that way because this year the Chiefs have been, um, when you talk about gaps in penalties, the Chiefs have been the second most when it comes to being penalized more than the other team. The gap is the largest, the second largest in the league. So oh he's had to complain yard. more. My guy was 15 yards off. Look at how horrendous. Such a great play. Look at how horrendous that hold was. I think it was Eli Apple on Miko Hartman, and that would have been a touchdown right, right there as well in that game. There's a lot of penalties. That's been going against the Chiefs. Yeah, but that's Miko Hardman, though. We don't care. Neither do the, the guys in stripes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, that's not the point. <laughs> I'm the only one who's willing to look at my team with clarity here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have no, you have the no Dolphins choice. went out as listlessly as they possibly could. And despite being one quarter away from the AFC East championship, mm-hmm. one quarter away from an AFC East title and hosting a playoff game, despite putting 70 points on the Broncos, despite Tua Tungavailoa throwing for the most yards in the NFL this season, despite Tyree Kill, who is on pace until the final three weeks with injury for hitting 2,000 receiving yards, despite all of that, the accolades, the fun, uh, the, the, the high-powered offense, the touchdown celebrations, despite all of that, all those great highlight-worthy moments, during the course of the regular season, the Dolphins enter an offseason the same way they always do. That's without a playoff win, and that's with tons of question marks. I have no clarity this offseason compared to seven offseasons ago when Ryan Tannehill was the starting quarterback. Mm. There's more talent on this Dolphins roster, different coach, same damn question marks. Do they have the depth? Do they have the toughness? Do they have the right people to last through a 17-game regular season? Can they possibly win a playoff game? How do they stack up with the class of the AFC East? All of these things that were question marks seven years ago are the same question marks in 2024. New cast of characters, more talent, same questions. Mm. And damn it, I'm sick of it. 
Wow. Um, as somebody who hasn't cared as much or been locked as much into the Dolphins for the past decade, you're kind of right because everything around the AFC East has shifted, but the Dolphins' place within the AFC yeah. East has kind of stayed the same. The Dolphins being close to an AFC East championship. Keeps happening. It keeps happening. Nothing's changed. Literally oh nothing's goodness. changed despite all of these records and all of this offense and the kooky fun head coach, the boy wonder. Nothing in reality from seven years ago to now has changed with this Dolphins franchise at all. Same offseason, same question marks. Do we have a quarterback? Do we have the defense capable of winning a championship? Do we have a capable tight end? Do we have a dependable running game? Uh, do we Oh, that answer's yes. The running game, the answer's yes, but, I think. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the Dolphins are made of glass more than any team in the NFL, though. Like, you can say that, but when are you going to get Mostert and HN healthy at the same time for an extended period of time, especially late in the season? I look at the Bills. They're somehow completely healthy. I look at the Browns, and yeah, that was bad on Saturday, but they used Joe Flacco to propel themselves to what people called Super Bowl contenders uh, 72 hours ago, yeah, right? Yeah. I look at the Texans, the top receiver for C.J. Stroud goes down, the same C.J. Stroud who, oh, he scored badly on the Wonder Lake. What a dumbass. Go draft Anthony <laughs> Richardson. He's coming. He's the runaway rookie of the year, and without his top receiver, ripping up one of the best defenses in the entire the NFL. Best, the best defense in the NFL, and they put 45 so, on So I'm just sick of the damn excuses. I'm sick of the gut, the excuses always for this team. Always. Every other team that contends finds a way. They find a way. The Buccaneers went to battle with Baker Dam Mayfield this season. Division champions hosting a playoff game tonight against the defending NFC champions. And there's a great chance they win it. So, oh, but it was cold. Pat Mahomes was throwing missiles yeah. in 30 below on Saturday. Tua threw for almost 100 yards less than Skylar Thompson did in the cold in the wild card at Buffalo a year ago, and he generated 31 points on the board. The Dolphins have the same damn question marks, and in my mind, made no discernible progress in 2024. Tua, I've been his biggest supporter. But if you can't see that he is so limited at times, and especially when it gets late in the season, he lasted 18 weeks. Yeah, he did. He got into the playoffs. And what happens in his playoff debut? He was a non-factor other than an underthrown ball that Tyreek Hill got for a touchdown. Mike McDaniel, what was the last five weeks? The Dolphins' offense looked messy, Penalty-ridden, ineffective, and I'm glad that all those guys hurt. I'm glad that Mike McDaniel is saying, I'm going to be there for the guys. I'm going to be there for my guys. Uh, they, they had high expectations, and they made themselves vulnerable. I'm, I'm there for them. That's great. Be a fatherly figure, but also game plan winning football. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've never felt more down about Mike McDaniel. It's the way they went out. They had a chance to swing away. Against a what was a favorable matchup for them, the cold might have affected it. Whatever, and that they went out and they face planted. So here's my question too, though, and maybe you have more insight into this. Why wasn't 
Hill in motion more? Why did they allow Tyreek to get jammed and, and allow McDuffie and Snead to get so physical with both him and Waddle on the line of scrimmage? And that felt like I don't know the game plan know. for Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins all year. Maybe Stone, you have an answer. Was always to keep these guys in motion, keep them from getting, uh, keep corners from being able to get physical with them, so they get free releases. And get down the field. What the hell happened? I think with the wind and I think with the cold, they didn't trust Tua to be able to throw down the seam yeah. with Tyreek Hill in motion, getting himself into space. And the design in the past game was to go short, 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 use blocking as opposed to throwing down the seam. And that's why Tyreek Hill wasn't in motion as often. That's my assumption. So it was very, very similar to what Detroit did to Cooper Cup last night. And that's why Puka had such a good day. For for Tyreek Hill, there was one thing that Kansas City said and executed pretty well, and it was Tyreek Hill's not going to beat us. Playing him inside out, yeah. whether he was on the inside, whether he was on the outside, in motion, it was obvious for Mike McDaniel. I'm sure heading into that game knowing that Tyreek Hill's not going to have the looks that he normally has. They know Tyreek too well. They know what we do, and they're going to keep him under wraps. And there were two guys on him, I'd say more than 50% of the time. Mm -hmm. Like I said, just running him inside out, no matter where he was on the field. Like, I don't think this had anything to do with Tyreek Hill. Defensively, the game plan for him, and they were not going to let Hill beat them. And it isn't a big part of that, and you mentioned it, Ken, yourself, and and obviously this is the conversation we have to have this offseason for the Dolphins. A big part of that is the limitations that the Dolphins have at quarterback. A big part of that is, like you said, Mike McDaniel not trusting Tua to be able to get the ball down the field and attack the Chiefs where they could have been the most, you know, it felt like they could have been the most vulnerable, especially with Tyreek Hill and his speed. Like, he he burned McDuffie on that touchdown throw. Tua underthrew it, but he still got it and scored it. But, like, he could have done that more if, if McDaniel trusted him to throw the ball down the field. I'm not willing, Ken, and you are, I'm not willing to go after Mike McDaniel. I'm not. I think more of this had to do with Tua Tungavailoa. Yeah. Like your understanding of your quarterback's limitations. I think we saw him struggling to complete balls behind the line of scrimmage. Like he didn't look comfortable out there. And I think if you're Mike McDaniel, you know that. You know what he's capable of doing in negative 30. And I think more of this falls on Tua than it does Mike McDaniel. He was limited on the plays that he could call because of who was behind center. In that spot, don't you make a more concerted effort to try and open up the running game then? In that spot, aren't you trying to get the tight end? more involved. I, I just, I've been so unimpressed with the consistency of Mike McDaniel play calling, even in great conditions. I understand that the playbook gets narrowed when the condition, but it does go back to Tua, when the conditions get poor. And it's yeah. like I was talking about, uh, this was figuratively last week, but it was literally on Saturday when it's not 72 and sunny. What are you getting from Tua? Yeah. What is he capable of doing? But Mike McDaniel for someone that came in with a pedigree and with a reputation, he's got to be better putting his team in a position to move the football. Seven, seven points in a playoff game is not good enough. Being shut out against the Bills in the second half of that game is yeah. unacceptable. The lack of creativity, the lack of ability to churn out yardage, it's just, it's it, it, was, it was such a resign yourself to this fate farewell that I I don't know how to I don't know how to rationalize it. And so now I go to another offseason where it's question marks abound. The, the, the Dolphins are about to go into cap hell. Uh you're gonna have to presumably uh come up with some sort of extension agreement for Tua. I don't think they're gonna cut ties with him, but what what are you how, extending him? How do you not? How do you not? How but, do you not cut ties there? with you Tua? You can't because what's out there? It, 
There's Joe, nothing Joe Tra- out there. I, again, there are names out there. There's guys out there. It's not like it's very promising or optimistic, but don't lock yourself in long-term to Tua if you know what you're getting in December. Like, if you look at any of the numbers and any of the data and any of the analytics, and if you just watch the damn football games, when it turns to November, December, January, Tua's not the kind of guy that's going to get you over the top. Why would you marry yourself to him long-term? Now here's Tyree Kill on, on, on the roster and, and running it back. Uh, unfortunately... You know, man, every locker room is going to be different every year, man, because salary cap, obviously, and, you know, guys wanting to get paid other places, man. But I feel in my heart, if this team was to come back together, this is the right group of people, you know, to win a chip, man. Like, we got everything what it takes, man. Um, You can see defense, they came along. And um, as an offense, we got to be able to put drives together and uh, help those guys out, man. We just can't be a bunch of front runners. And... You know, um, next year I feel like we'll learn from it. So, so I just don't see he, – he's got a fifth-year option. You pick it up. You obviously don't want him to go next season without an extension. That yeah. said, I mean, it would be really drastic to just say, sorry, to uh, we're bringing someone else in. Because, again, I don't know who that someone else is. There's, there's not a glut even, of options I here. To, I hate to even say this. Oh, God. I hate to even say this. I'm kind of excited, though. I'm All actually right. bracing for this. He's a lefty. He just, there's a coaching change in Seattle. Oh, Jesus Christ. Geno Smith. No, no. He does not have the accuracy, nor does he have the yes, timing to run that offense. No, he does not. And the You're just thinking he's going to chuck deep him. balls to Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. If we're just I'm getting, not saying that he's definitively the answer, but I think he would be better than Tua. And, and a hometown kid, too. Played ball. And he's from South Florida. Who cares? Well, listen, let's, if, cares? If, we're just, if we're just getting under Ken's skin, I'm going to throw Kirk Cousins' name into the mix. And this is what we're doing here. I'm sorry I brought this up. <laughs> but my, I think it lends to the biggest takeaway. My biggest takeaway from the NFL playoff weekend is that the Dolphins appear to be, forget just Tua, but as a team limited too limited to compete for a championship because the season ends the same way every single time yeah they put up a bunch of records and the offense was fun and they had 70 points and uh, Tyreek was going for 2,000 receiving yards and Tua led the NFL in passing yards and what happened still haven't won a playoff game since the year 2000 still haven't won a game in 23 years in the postseason still couldn't win Uh. the AFC East and you go into an offseason feeling like you got kicked in the package it's the same thing no matter if it's Tony Sperano is the head coach or Joe Philbin is the head coach or Adam Gase is the head coach or Brian Flores is the head coach Mike McDaniel boy is he quippy boy is he fun boy is his story inspirational and you know what the result is the same yeah and I hate it I hate it I hate it your biggest takeaway from the NFL playoff weekend was what 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 social media at KLV 1063 888-760-3776 and again, social media at KLV1063. The entire NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. What was your biggest takeaway? 888-760-3776. Now, uh, the pride of John I. Leonard, the Colts and Washington football legend, Pierre Garcon, uh, hanging out with us yeah. uh, here. And so, I uh, oh, let me... Uh, there we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's here. He has arrived. He's going to hang out with us on this Woo! Monday. He yes, walked sir. in at a very. Uh, he walked in in a spot where, uh, where I think I might have frightened him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, a little. Was, are you frightened, Pierre? I was. I was. I was caught off guard. <laughs> <laughs> you were that but, caught off guard. You've known me like for it. a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Pierre Garcia played in his fair share of postseasons and actually <gasps> won. 
playoff games. And speaking of Kirk Cousins. Stone, stone yeah, floats out Kirk yeah, Cousins. Yeah. What do you think, should Pierre? Should Kirk Cousins be the starting <laughs> quarterback of the good. Dolphins? Be true. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> what that's you, what I said. What are you still thinking about yeah, over there? What are you think? You're pondering. <sighs> he throws it further than two. Okay. <laughs> that's the step one. He would have more... Yeah, he'd be an upgrade. Did he for you? He, did he throw a catchable ball to Pierre yeah, Garcon? Yeah, yeah, he'd be an upgrade. Who was your quarterback the year you led the NFL in receptions? Was he? Was he the guy? I think so. Okay. Well, that doesn't <laughs> help my case. <laughs> I was about to say, it's except he's coming off a major injury, and the Dolphins already it's made a quarterback. Quarterbacks play forever. I, That's that injury. I, is <laughs> I guess we should have phrased it like that. Back. Is that an upgrade? It's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. It's now an I've upgrade. got all of you. If Pierre's been here for forty-five <laughs> seconds. And now I've got the whole damn room against me. What's your biggest takeaway from the NFL playoff weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. For me, it's that the, the Dolphins are in the same damn position. They always are. Theo, what, and, and by the way, I will pay this off. In the yes. next couple of weeks, I have to get the, the costume. Because yes. Theo's Chiefs beat my Dolphins, and I was bullied into a sports talk radio host wager battle here on ESPN. 1063. It's in the contract. I couldn't do anything about it. I tried to fight it. Uh, Pierre, because the game was exclusively on the Peacock app. I missed it. Uh, because it was on the Peacock. <laughs> Wait, does, does Pierre Garcon, who made NFL money and has an <laughs> NFL pension, did does Pierre Garcon have a Peacock subscription? I do not. <laughs> oh! Wow. See, that justifies everything I've been saying about the Peacock app. You know what? Why? Why? Why not go to Duffy's? Why pay for that? Pierre Garçon, again, NFL money. Got a big free agent contract. Went to Washington. Has an NFL pension. Consistent NFL money coming through. I don't watch as much TV. Okay. That's why I do not have one. You can just say it's a bad setup. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. To watch football, too. Sorry, Mr. Busy. I've missed it. I've missed it. He's always golfing. He is always golfing and traveling. I, last time I saw Pierre was at the airport two weeks ago in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah. Uh, he's just all over the place. Golf course or an airport. That's, That's right. That's right. Him. Literally. Uh, the biggest takeaway from the NFL playoff weekend was what? Oh, and I'm going to dress up like a peacock. Yeah. Going to dress up like a peacock. That's the uh, end of that story to pay off my bet that I was bullied and pushed into. Uh, Theo, what was your biggest takeaway from the NFL playoff weekend? How about those? Jeez. Gotta uh, love it. Gotta- one more time, baby. <laughs> How about those? All I can think of. All I can think of now when I hear that, Andy Reid, is the mustache-sicle. I know. It's so gross. His mustache froze in the cold weather. That is so gnarly. Just snot and spit. You missed all of it. Don't even look it up. It's just disgusting. Just awful. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, I didn't learn much at all from the Chiefs-Dolphins game. I figured that would happen. But um, I want to talk about a really bad man down south that's going to be a problem for the next decade and a half plus. Coleridge, Bernard, Stroud, the fourth. Is that really his name? Yeah, CJ Stroud. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that that was his full name. Coleridge, Bernard, Stroud, the fourth. Ken LaVica, Stone LeBanowitz. Mm-hmm. A bad man has arrived on the NFL scene, and I don't, I, I'm, I'm afraid. I, I'm a Chiefs fan. I've got Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. year 28. You know, he's got some more time on his hands, but I'm afraid of what's about to happen in the AFC. The Houston Texans are about to be a problem. CJ Stroud. I agree. Hanging 45 points on that Browns defense. Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator, mastermind, was supposed to confuse the young rookie, rookie offensive coordinator. Tore it up. And the Texans, 
who now, just a year ago, people were clowning them. Nico Collins is balling too. Nico Collins. I will push back without on Tank Dale. I will push back without on the fact Tank Dale. That without Tank without, Dale. Without right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, CJ Stroud's a problem. I'll push back on the fact that, that, that he hung forty five. That he hung forty five. Okay, so two big sixes from Joe Flacco. Because he Black. didn't. Because he didn't. All right. So he hung. He still 30. tore him off. He, he hung still thirty on him. Shredded him apart. Yeah. He hung yeah. thirty one on him. But the thing is, beyond all of that, if 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 you are, and again, I'm from the city of Houston, and I'm I'm very proud of what it's like for my people back home. I watched all my buddies celebrating in bars. I watched all of my friends back home doing toasts, taking shots, getting messed up that night. Because if you are a fan of the Texans, mm-hmm. like our guy K Chumslin, K Chumslin here, who works with us on ESPN West Palm Play. It it has to feel so good to feel that you know the future is bright. You have you're, you're full of optimism, and you know you have a franchise quarterback and a rookie head coach and D'Amico Ryan's like great guy, great guy. That's the best feeling in the world. This has to. I agree. There's, He's coach there's, of the year, by the way. There's no fan base that Give has to be riding a higher high than Houston Texans fans right now. So I got to yeah. show my love for the city. So. Theo says, C.J. Stroud, the revelation that is his biggest takeaway from the NFL weekend. He just throws such a good ball. Oh, he does. It, it is so natural. natural. It is so. And you weren't you weren't the biggest deep threat, uh, Pierre, right? Like you were more of a. Uh, I'm not going to say what I'm talking That's how you make it into the league. You have to be a deep Pierre, threat. Pierre, what the hell did he just do right there? No, 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 I'm just saying. All right. it's, been a, it's been a while. It's been a while. Pierre wasn't like track star, track star. No, uh, post know, route. There's guys that play faster, and there's guys that just run fast. Okay, you know. So you played fast. You got to. Okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wasn't trying to disrespect him. I'm just saying Pierre, from a speed standpoint, wasn't necessarily Tyreek. All right, we'll put it oh, that yeah, way. That's we'll put a, it that way. All right, <laughs> once but, in a lifetime. But c- could you imagine running under a CJ Stroud ball? Because oh, I'm saying that's my point. Even if you're not fast, you well. can run under he, one of those things. Well. Why are we acting like Kirk Cousins and throw a good deep ball? He's not CJ Stroud. He's not CJ Stroud. Wow. Sorry. Stop pushing the Kirk Cousins propaganda. Wow. Biggest takeaway from the NFL playoff weekend is what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Mine is that Dolphins are in the same spot they're always in. Question marks across the board. Across the board. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Theo. Theo says CJ. What's his full name again? Coleridge Bernard Stroud the fourth. I like that. And he's the fourth by name, but he's the third best quarterback in the league today. Ooh, that was, that yeah. was a bar. Appreciate uh, Jeremy and West Palm <laughs> here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Uh, Jeremy, also say hello to uh, to AFC champion Pierre Garcon. Good morning, guys. How are you? Mr. Garcon, you always killed my Cowboys, but, you know, got to pay respects to great athletes and great performers, and you always had a class act on the field and I appreciate what you did in the NFL as a totality and especially repping South Florida as a whole. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Still that. not a deep threat. Yeah. I can't say anything about I can't say anything about that because he caught a few deep balls against the yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he played fast. Who has played fast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my biggest takeaway is I am a Cowboys and a Dolphins fan. Oh and it yeah. Means that the two biggest owners in the sport and Stephen Ross has kind of calmed his mouth down since the Tom Brady incident. Mm-hmm. But the two loudest and the two like most prominent owners in the sport just can't seem to put a team together worth mm. their life savings, worth the amount of money that they have. And I, I hate to say it, you know, if we would have got Tom Brady, maybe we would have won. But Mr. Ross, is it worth it in the end for that first round pick? I love Tua. He's a great guy. I'm an Alabama fan. I love Nick Saban, even though he, you know, hurt the Dolphins and hurt my heart when he left. But 
he was a great player, but there's, he, he, I'm not saying he's Johnny Manziel, but that's like what he kind of seems like. He's, he's an wow. exceptional college quarterback, mm. just unbelievable. There's nobody who can top him. But when he got to the NFL, he became a mediocre guy. Whether he can't live up to the moment or he's afraid to live up to the moment. But I thought we had him here for the RPOs, for those run pass options. I know we don't want him to get hurt. He practiced jujitsu. I thought was the whole thing of getting tackled. So yeah. I feel like a couple times we should have threw that wrinkle in against the Chiefs because they weren't expecting that. Even the commentators were saying like the Chiefs just built a brick wall because they knew Tua wasn't going to run the ball. Yeah. So if we were to put a wrinkle in to let Tua have a little sneak bootleg or something and opened it up for Moser and a chance, then it would have been different. But if you just keep running the ball up the gut and you're not moving it and you can't get out wide, you can't get to the edge. How are you going to win a game? Yeah, and, and appreciate the call, Jeremy. I, I just, yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to abandon. There's a lot of takeaways there. That was Jeremy. a lot of takes. Jeremy knows he's watching. Uh, <laughs> he knows yeah. he's watching. He's, he's, also, it's pent up. <laughs> also, if he's 30 or younger, I feel bad for him. Dolphins and Cowboys fan. I mean, that's the plague. When when the when the lights <laughs> get plague. bright, this dude must be like. That's he, Ebola. <laughs> he, he's got a lot of trauma built up. It's just bad, man. I, I am trying not to abandon Tua, and I think that 60% of the season, he's a top-five quarterback, but the problem is the other 40%. You need a closer. And I don't, I just don't know. And he stayed healthy. Again, this is my thing, Pierre. He stayed healthy all year for the first time. They kept him on his feet. Uh, it's, they changed it's not all protections Tua. around and it's, still. It's, it's not all to it. These other guys got to step up, too. Cedric Wilson has to step up. Chase Claypool has to step up. Move him to tight end or something. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. we got to create a mismatch. And it's got to be five yard and down the field instead of three yards lateral. Right, right. I hated that. Yeah. and it, I just hate seeing it. Uh, the, the, Dolphins, the play hasn't started yet. Well, with Mike McDaniel, too, his, his offense, if you're a tight end, you've got to block. The problem is I feel like what it's turned into is – Blocking is one of the only functions that you serve as a tight end, and I feel like two would be best served to have, and I know that you can't just go out and get an all-pro tight end, but having Clay a Poole tight end option, him. yeah, convert Clay him or something, someone. He don't Put block. Hand in there. He don't block. Some don't. They get creative. <laughs> Mike McDaniels will have an offseason to get creative in. That's his job. Well, that was the reason they got He's rid of Mike Gesicki. guru. Yeah. Well, he is until He's gonna figure it out. the last five weeks didn't seem very guru-ish. But when ah, the, injuries piled up, too. The Dolphins. Yeah. They were living on a thread already, but the, they, they piled up. The Dolphins <laughs> ran the football better than 75% of the league this year. Yeah. Oh, like, like straight game. up. Aki, his future is so bright. He's like a Marshall Falk. Yeah. He runs so smooth and so fast. You just get mad. He'd be like, wow. Gone. But I just I see so many teams in the postseason who have been so banged up, and I get the injuries or playing the elements. And the Dolphins are the ones that consistently have the problems adjusting. You go to Baltimore, you get smacked. You fall apart in the second half against Buffalo. You go to the cold. Pat Mahomes had no problem. He's zipping the ball around, and Tua is having trouble throwing a three yard hitch. I, I just I don't. I don't know how to change that. And again, they're not, I'm trying not to abandon Tua, I but I certainly it. am starting to have my year, questions. Guys have to step up, like different playmakers step up because we know your yeah. offense by now. <laughs> you know, there's just not yeah. an inherent, there's not an inherent toughness within this group. And that also, I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how Chris Greer goes and fixes that. Like the, the Bills are going to come out today against the Steelers and they're going to bully them. The Texans came out and bullied Ooh. the Browns. 
the uh, you you the just Packers. go down the line. The, the Packers. Packers. No, well, I was going to say I mean, they Dan, took lunch money. They Let's beat say, the dog crap out of Cowboys. I was say Dan Campbell. Dan did Campbell it in Detroit has instilled a philosophy yeah. like that's a tough can win in any environment team. Meanwhile, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are so much flash and not a whole lot of substance, and it's obvious. And I know that sounds cliche, but you watch it. What's the? Uh, there's no other explanation for that. There's absolutely look no at, other explanation when that, for when that D line take over. That's that's what we need. The D line to keep. Well, taking here's over. the problem. They need when to they sign. Cr- they need to. Well, that didn't help. The edge rushers yeah. definitely that, didn't help. That's that's the tone setter. The defense is the side that kept the Dolphins in the game against the Chiefs, and that's without anybody able to get to Pat Mahomes. Uh, let's take a break. We'll continue to take your takeaways from the NFL weekend. Your biggest takeaway from Super Wild Card Weekend. Another takeaway of mine. Adding super to super wild card weekend, just horribly dumb. dumb. Biggest takeaway from NFL playoff weekend, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Social media open at KLV1063. We get to your calls. We get to your social media. When we come back, Pierre Garcon hanging out knows a thing or two about winning postseason games. Mm. Theo Dorsey, Stolen Banowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. All right, we get it. The Chiefs dominated. I get it. I get it. I get it. Come on. This is this should be the, the bet, actually. You should do the Kansas City Shuffle. <laughs> Whatever the hell that is. Whatever that is. What is that? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, come on. This is where you're from. This I is know. your hometown. Yeah, no, he's right. from Kansas. <laughs> I'm from OP, baby. And I'm from New Orleans. Park. Oh, by the way, yeah. by the way, how old is Pat Mahomes right now? 28. 28. When does the regression usually hit? Like 33, 34? Yeah, 35. So maybe. it's 2024 right now. Yeah. So if he's 28, 34, six years, 2024, uh, 2030 is about when the regression for Pat Mahomes yeah. is going to hit. What year is Theo going to switch allegiances <laughs> to the Houston Texans? <laughs> so great. Grenard the fourth. What year does Theo give up the Chiefs, throw them to the scrap heap, <laughs> and adopt the Houston Texans, one of his four hometowns? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, and if the NFL, oh, the the Saints also is an option uh, for me because I got option, roots. Yeah. I yeah. got roots on property. You do in have New roots Orleans. there. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I got a lot of ties, man. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> can, you, can you'll be 46 years old? Yeah, 40, 46 by Woo! the time Theo uh, goes to the Houston man. Texans. Hey, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a hot free agent, man. There's already teams <laughs> making their uh, plans. Their plans to bring you in. How are we going to recruit this Theo hey, Dorsey? Like Chiefs, a, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl in year one with Theo's fandom. Your, hey, come on. Hey, you're, you not, the resume. you're not come a free on. agent. You're a walk-on. Like, like you, <laughs> you invited on? yourself to the party. No, no. Oh, uh, man. I may have invited myself, but I brought with, with that team and myself instant winning. Uh, Instant championship. And he has the intangibles. Yes. Come on. Uh, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently 
conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. Special Monday here. Not only is it MLK Day, and of course, we are observing Martin Luther King Jr. Day and certainly paying our respects to the good reverend, uh, but uh, we wanted to come in, do this show. We originally weren't going to, but... Especially on this Monday, especially with everything going on in the NFL, it's super fun. And Pierre Garçon, uh, our, yes, our, our legend here, John I. Leonard legend, uh, Colts and Washington, and a man who uh, knows a lot about winning playoff games and uh, playing in Super Bowls, something I, I just don't know if I'll ever experience as a oh. Dolphins fan. Uh, he's coming in. <laughs> you got what a chance. You hey, got forget a chance. the Super Bowl. What is chance. it like to win a playoff yeah. game at PR? Uh, it's a great feeling. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it is. You, you know, when you saw when C.J. Stroud went into that locker room after the Indianapolis game, mm. you know, that's the start of it. Now mm. you win a home game. It's like, oh, my gosh, you're getting closer and closer. It's a it's a great feeling, man. But, um, you know, it's it's – it's a, it's a long season. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, Pierre came in and immediately uh, had uh, had Peyton Manning throwing yes. footballs yeah, yeah, to yes. him. It helps yeah. a little That's, bit. It's ah. definitely. But I would argue. Connects for better. Pierre Garçon, Pierre Gar- Peyton Manning's career wouldn't have had the same trajectory if it wasn't for Pierre. <laughs> That's Needed a fact, that. though. Needed him. You know? Yeah, you know, I just stepped up when I, yeah. when I, when I All I know is playoff time. You don't beat the Dolphins on that Sunday night where you guys uh, had the football for about seven seconds. If it wasn't for you and your touchdown in the fourth quarter, you, you know, guys don't win that game. Who knows what happens after that? The opportunity was there. That's right. I caught it. Yeah. Took it to the house. And then, you guys, <laughs> and then later in that season, you played in the Super Bowl in that same stadium. It was the perfect story. Yeah. And and, and you caught a touchdown pass in that game. And maybe Peyton should have targeted you more and you would have had a ring. Damn you know, right. We always yeah. want the ball more. There's always more we can do. Yeah. Pierre, you know why Theo's quiet right now? Because time... And time and time again, he just bashes Peyton Manning on this show. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he you know it. After Peyton, he uh, calls. Yeah. It, it's disgusting. Respect greatness, Theo. I do. Here's the thing. <laughs> I bashed Peyton Manning my whole life. I grew up bashing Peyton Manning and being a man and hater. You know, but from Houston, I can understand your pain. Feel me. <laughs> I can understand You got to feel pain. me. That was in the division. I had to watch him. But you know Every what? Every time. But hurts. you know what? A couple years ago at the Orange Bowl, like I said, I've squashed my beef with Peyton Manning. Because <laughs> uh-huh. a couple years ago at the Orange Bowl, um, they threw him on me as a late ad to interview on the stage for the Fan Fest tailgate. Okay. And he was a great dude. Spent like five, yeah. seven minutes with him on stage, answered the questions well. He even said that I would be able to go on the Manning cast. What? He hasn't responded to any of my emails, though. Uh, that's... <laughs> It'll come. It'll come. It'll just come. Actually, yeah. Does Peyton Manning respond to Pierre Garçon's emails? Is the no, question. he does not. <laughs> Trust me, Theo, you're not the only one. There's a long line. Yeah, there's a, a long waiting list hey, for Peyton, that. It's me again. Right. Uh, what, what was your biggest takeaway from the NFL uh, Super Wild Card Weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. Let's bang out some calls, shall we? Devante in Atlanta here on LaVica Theo and Stone. What's up, Devante? Uh, what's up? How y'all doing today? Good. Salud. All right, I got two of them. I don't know which one is bigger. My first one is I think the Cowboys should get rid of Dan Quinn and uh, McCarthy. So with that being said, is that job more appealing than the Atlanta Falcons job? That's mm. one. And my second one will be that the hard knocks curse is real. Aaron Rodgers going first game, then the Dolphins. They got the worst-case scenario. They could have easily been playing at home against Pittsburgh. They ended up in the snow in mm-hmm. Kansas City. Yeah. 
I could have done without hard knocks for sure. That's that's kind of big facts this year. I don't know what the hard knocks curse was before this. I can't remember the last couple of teams. Go to Buffalo next year, HBO, please. (laughs) Go to Buffalo. Go to and and as far as and appreciate the uh, the call, Devontae. As far as the Cowboys and the Falcons job is concerned, I I mean I still feel like the Cowboys. It's a it's a better it's a better job and there's more talent there. You guys are really over the last week. You guys have put in so much stock into that Atlanta job. Yes. The Atlanta job is, to me, it's so, more valuable. So Justin Fields goes there and they're a contender? You want, want me to tell you why the Cowboys job yeah. sucks? Because Dak's there? No, oh. because Mike McCarthy just had three straight 12-win seasons for the first time in Cowboys history, and look what's happening right now. People are calling for his job. But Jerry Jones doesn't fire anybody. He will. You think Jerry he, Jones is getting a little longer. Jason Garrett was damn near there for a decade. Yeah. You think Mike McCarthy's done after three years and like three 12 win seasons? Not only did they make us pay for Peacock, Jason Garrett was thrown in front of our faces. <laughs> I thought that was criminal in itself. Sorry to derail that us. That is a good takeaway from the NFL weekend. <laughs> it is. NBC not only made us pay $5.99 a month for that Dolphins Chiefs game, but they put Jason Garrett on the yeah. game. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay. I missed it. I missed it. Yeah, you missed it. I mean, lucky. Here, you lucky. literally no, you missed didn't. nothing. You literally missed nothing. The Dolphins <laughs> didn't compete, and Jason Garrett was there. We, we saw that coming. Yeah. After that Buffalo yeah. game, but, you, but they surprised. They didn't tell anybody Jason Garrett was going to be there. They surprised I, everybody. They did. Yeah. It was huh? like, hey, there's Garrett. <laughs> I didn't want to see that. I didn't <laughs> want to see that. Specifically. With, with the Cowboys and Falcons, though, I do have a quick question because you say that the, you still feel the Cowboys' job is more attractive. Mm-hmm. The Falcons, the fix seems so much easier. You have a blank slate at quarterback pretty much, and you have a lot of weapons around that. You have a that. built-in running game. You have weapons around. Okay. You have some it. elite young talent that and you I, drafted. And I suppose in an easy division. Easy division. You can make the playoffs next year. And guess what? If you win 12 games with the Falcons next year, you're a hero. If you win 12 games with the Cowboys next year, you're on the hot seat like Mike McCarthy is right now if you don't win a couple playoff games. I can accept that. I can absolutely accept that. That makes a whole it, lot of sense just, to me. To me, in yeah. Theory, in theory, it makes sense. We're talking about a Cowboys team who's won 36 games in three seasons. Is like, that, is that what do they have to show for? Exactly. I'm just, who, who, who can go in there and win with Dak Prescott? I'm looking at it too much on its face from a roster standpoint. Like the Falcons job, I could see. And you have a sane human being as an owner. Yeah, like Arthur a, Blank is objectively much more sane than Jerry Jones is. Like that's helpful. He didn't call his stadium Arthur World. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, the ego. I'm sure Arthur Blank has an ego. The ego's a little bit less. A little, a little, yeah. little bit less. Uh, jo- uh, two Stone. Two. Where should I go here? John and Jensen. John and Jensen here on Levicka Theo and Stone. What's up, John? Or is this Phil? This is Phil and Boynton. I'm sorry, Phil. Hey, On Phil. No, no problem. Hey, uh, Theo, I think we'll jump uh, further on the Houston's bandwagon if they go further in the playoffs. Be honest. Oh, so you're I saying this year, Ooh. forget 2030, That's 2032, is, is Theo could be by the AFC Championship <laughs> game a Houston Texans fan. Well, without a doubt. You know, he, he last year it was Philadelphia and, and that can you know, he just bounces around, but it sounds like maybe even Atlanta. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't talk highly of but, a team without without but being a- I, I'm telling you, this is the, the bed you made for yourself, though, and appreciate the call, Phil. That's the bed you made. <laughs> what bed? Phil watched all the games this weekend and was like, oh man, I wonder if Theo Dorsey's gonna be a fan of the Texans. <laughs> or maybe like, the man, Falcons. Is Theo watching this Jordan Love guy right now? I mean he's got <laughs> He's probably on the fence. And you know what? 
I do like Jordan Love. This guy's right. Well, maybe I appreciate the Packers. good football. Maybe the Packers for, for Theo. Uh, let's go to now uh, John in Jensen, I think, here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. What's up, John? Hey, how we doing, guys? Good, thanks buddy. for uh, taking me here. Yeah, thanks for being patient. So, last segment, Theo was uh, talking about how giddy the Houston fan base is. I'm gonna, I want to take the show into the negative for a second. Okay, Uh-oh. please do. Carolina Panthers are feeling. How do you think a fan, Ooh. the fan base in Carolina, is feeling Ooh. right now? They gave away their future, traded up, and passed up mm-hmm. on CJ. Bartholomew, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> I actually like Bartholomew. I do like that too. Yeah. It's Coleridge Bernard Stroud the fourth. Coleridge Bernard Stroud the fourth. You're a Panther season ticket holder, and you could have been watching that oh, guy. Instead, you traded your future away, and you went up to get Bryce Young, and now your GM's gone. I mean, watching that playoff game, if you're in a Carolina Panther jersey, had yeah. to be. And John, you and John, you're sitting there, and you're like, "What's the fix?" Because your owner three weeks ago was sitting in Jacksonville, throwing alcoholic beverages uh, on fans, and just being a complete psychopath. And now you've got the Bears, who have the top pick, but they might make it even more valuable by trading down and acquiring like three first round picks yeah. and making themselves better and being an instant contender. <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And, and knowing how crazy that that owner is in Carolina, David Tepper. What if the Panthers traded up <laughs> to the first pick and tried to get another quarterback? Because oh that dude never. I, I'm just. I'm. I'm just. Making just spitballing. I'm sorry. I'm just spitballing. When just Panthers. You, the Panthers you are can't rule it out. Abyss. Your biggest takeaway from the NFL playoff weekend. Let's keep taking calls. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Biggest takeaway from the NFL playoff weekend. Don't forget it's a dog bleep Monday as well. That comes up in the 1 o'clock hour. Pierre Garçon, NFL receiving legend, local guy, John I. Leonard High School. Uh, I also want to ask him before all is said and done, Pierre, I'm going to ask you about the coldest game you ever played Mm. in because I had a hard time watching that playoff game and not feeling like this is the most miserable thing I've ever witnessed. It it gets bad. It gets bad. bad. So we'll talk to Pierre about the worst conditions he ever played in too and have to be on the road because he always had the comforts of a dome when he was with the Colts. But Washington, not so much. Uh, that is Pierre Garcon. He's hanging out with us on a Monday. Two playoff games today. Bill Steelers, that moved because of the uh, the winter weather in Buffalo. And then you've got the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Both those here on ESPN 106.3. Special edition of the home team. Two to four right here on ESPN 106.3. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Lavica. Pierre Garcon hanging with us here today. Lavica, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. How about those? Jeez. Love it. From the Anajar love it. and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. <sighs> Do you like all the Chiefs rejoin? No, I hate <laughs> it, actually. I actually legitimately hate it. Legitimately hate it. Uh, real quick, can we uh, can we do an EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week? Let's get that, because I need an uplift. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Could we hear the third, kind of third touchdown pass of the first half for one? Coleridge Bernard Stroud, the fourth. 
and the Texans blow out win over the Browns. Can we do that, Stone? No. I can't even get a pick-me-up. <laughs> I can't even get a pick-me-up. Uh, I was ready for the Jordan Love. Ah. Uh, no. I want CJ Stroud. Mm. Fine. Just play the Jordan Love. There's Love. Pressure. Back foot throw. End zone. It is caught for the touchdown. Dontavian Wicks. Oh, my goodness. We're going to go through so many ways I'm eating bleep today. Jordan Love is one of them. 16-21, 3 touchdowns, 157.2 QBR against the Cowboys yesterday in a game that's final score hardly indicative of how overwhelmingly amazing the Packers and Jordan Love were. I mean, just dominant. Can I get C.J. Stroud now? C.J. Stroud? See your C.J. Stroud. He ripped out the bronze. Three first-half touchdown throws. Play action for Stroud. Good protection. Loads it up. Fires downfield. Excellent touch. Perfectly delivered. Touchdown, Dalton Schultz. That is uh, via NBC. CJ Stroud's awesome. Jordan Love, awesome. Those Man. combined are the EDS coolest moments of the week. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. Get your AC needs, your air quality needs, your plumbing needs handled. Palm Beach County surrounding areas. They've been doing it since 2006. Family owned and operated. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They had the same stats. They 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 did. Uh, let's see. 16 to 21 for Stroud. Love 16 to 21. 274 for Stroud. 272 for Love. Three touchdowns each. 157-2 QBR. This is another <laughs> reason. This is another reason that I feel so blah today. Is that Tua just sort of listlessly falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't great the last five weeks of the season. Bows out with nary a whimper in Kansas City. And Tua meanwhile, is you've, who got, he is. you've got Jordan Love and CJ Stroud just ripping. Tua has to throw it past five yards down the field to a big body. Pierre, what do you chase Claypool? What do you think about the no- make you- yourself valuable? What do you think about the notion of him being stuck early in his progressions, not being able to get to the other side of the field, the three and the four that, and to the that, check? That's, that's, it's real. Yeah, it happens. It happens because when you're throwing it to Tyreek Hill, you have to put it a certain place. You have to focus on him a little harder than Jalen Waddle. You know, I feel like they keep it half field for him. Like, we're going to keep you over here. He's never able to move and get to the other side of the field. He panics. Or he checks it down. Or he checks it down too early. (laughs) But I think that's by design because that offense is designed to get the ball out as quickly as possible. I don't even think there's enough time to scan the field. I think that's because of Tua's limitations or it's not a strength that he can get through. C.J. Stroud is going to go play action and get his eyes from the left all the way to the right into his check. Tua, I just never seen him successfully do that. It's okay to have one read. You just have to have dominant players to beat those one-on-one matchups. And they do. Around him. Tyreek Hill can't just be the only solution. Yeah. Jalen Waddle. I'm getting more. Jalen Waddle come into the slot more, play the middle of the field. Brexit and Barrios, you know, those guys have to step up in the middle of the field, but it's dangerous in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> guys get injured in the middle of the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not as much these days. <laughs> we talk about the middle of the field. We don't even have a tight end's name to throw into the mix, right? We're not going to talk about Smith getting <laughs> dominate in the middle of the they field. They need a George Kittle type. They need that. I mean, that's not they need, a, wall, though, they need a, a separation in the middle because it's okay to throw a five yards and sit in the zone. It's okay to and fall backwards and catch an extra yard. You know, yeah. 
third and four is a lot better than third and eight. I will say this. I'll take an opportunity yeah. to take a shot since we're talking about tight ends. Travis Kelsey stinks. Man, I... <laughs> It's the end of the road. It's frustration, he man. He, he needs help. He stinks, dude. He needs help. It's the end of the road. He needs a Tyreek Hill. Tyreek needs a Travis Kelsey. Bring him back. I mean, Travis, <laughs> all I'm saying, boy, it seems like you got your best days are ahead of you. Outside Behind of football, him. just take him. Oh, you mean like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like life? <laughs> yes. Go, go, go marry your woman. And by the way, if you're someone, if you're a male, if you're a male who's sitting there watching Peacock on, on Saturday or you're watching the Chiefs in the postseason or even through the regular season, if you're a male fan and you sit there and you say, God, I'm so annoyed by the constant camera shots of Taylor, Taylor Swift dancing, Taylor Swift singing, Taylor Swift existing. This is so <laughs> annoying. If you're a male football fan who thinks that, I can pinpoint exactly what your situation is. Mm. You have not felt the touch of a woman in years. Wow. If you're finding yourself annoyed by Taylor Swift simply attending football games, Eminem was at the Lions game last night. I don't hear anyone saying, get Eminem off my screen. Like Taylor Swift I mean, a- literally just supporting her, her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Get bent. Eminem's a D-Town legend, though. Like, yeah, like they know that face. Taylor Swift is a legend legend. Yeah. <laughs> the only the only problem with the Taylor Swift stuff, uh, I loved it, love the swag surf, all of it. But well, you I made us that. you I made us like. pay for Peacock and then you shoved Taylor <laughs> Swift down our face. So I thought like this was very, but, very the big man. I, but blame NBC. Don't blame Taylor Swift. Uh, well, they Taylor they Swift point has, their cameras on her. Yeah, Taylor Swift has every it. right to date Travis Kelsey yeah. and to go to those games. But if you're giving us an option to pay for a game, we would also <laughs> check the box that says no Taylor Swift. Like that's, that's how we would do it. But I didn't mind her. I don't care. But she can't control that. She, uh, she is not telling her people. She, she has no exposure problem. She's not telling yeah, her people, okay. tell NBC to get shots of me in the booth. He doesn't work like I know. that. She's expanding the game, yeah. and that's what they want. Yeah, exactly, and that's why that's why the NFL wanted NBC to get its exclusive game yeah. involving the Chiefs. Yeah. Don't think that that wasn't by design exactly. to attract the Taylor Swift crowd. No, exactly. 100%. It's a dirty game. Uh, 100%. It's a dirty game. And, and Pierre says that, like, Flip, he's right, though. There's a lot more Swift yeah. fans who that are watching, that are buying jerseys. No yes. doubt. Who is uh, who is the most? Too bad her boyfriend sucks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, she, yeah, he's, he's holding on. He's holding he's like, on. Yeah, he's holding he's average. on. He, he's, he's average. He's average at best. I would argue he's a better podcaster now than he is a uh, tight end. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Uh, when we come back, we ask Pierre about playing in the cold. We continue to take your calls. We'll go through your social media. We've got a dog bleep Monday, and we ask Pierre Garcon who the most high profile celebrity was that one of his teammates dated. That is Pierre Garcon. He's thinking diligently as we speak. Theo Dorsey, Stone the Benowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3.